0: Well, Melissa, the street was looking for another drop in builder sentiment, but instead we got the first gain in 12 straight months. The NAHB survey for January rose four points to 35. That's still in negative territory, but it's a start. Of course, sentiment was at 83 a year ago, Still, builders pointed to lower mortgage rates for the optimism. Rates actually dropped again sharply today, down to 6.04% on the 30-year fix. According to Mortgage News Daily, that's down from 7.37% at the end of October, and that sparked
1: mortgage
2: demand as well. Mortgage applications last week jumped 28% from the previous week. Now, some of that is coming off the holiday lull, but more of that is, of course,
0: the lower rates as both demand for refis and home purchases rose. The builders said in their
3: release that this could mark the bottom of this housing recession. And the mortgage bankers suggested rates would go even lower. But we're not out of the woods yet. Home prices are still
4: very high.
5: Um, And and what do you see? I mean, there's also a huge criticism of this place. Yes. And whether you think that that's changing, whether you think that this is, uh, you know, simple to say, is Davos dead? Is Davos
3: alive? What is it? Um, I think it's going back to its roots. You know, it started in the early 70s at the European Management Forum. And it was really a business place for sales and strategy and and a lot of the mission kind of grew out of that it feels this year like it's it's sort of back to back more to business there's also a huge change in who's criticizing it there's a modest sized left-wing protest climate protesters they threw some snowballs slowed down traffic but if you search the word davos on twitter it is all to the right i I was gonna say elon musk it's elon musk whipping it up but it's people who think that they that the the ceos here are gathering to make you take vaccines and to eat bugs like those that is what they are uh, that's that's the thing
5: the the great line is billionaires telling millionaires how normal everyday people think that's 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 right right you use that line and it I kind of I like it here because I I feel like I'm in on the joke kind of that's that's maybe I shouldn't say that but um, I don't think a lot of people aren't right in on well, it. what like, is don't the joke? No, well, the, re- the, the reason I always ask... Here we are, you know, people are p- p- taking private jets here right. to, to, to wring their hands about climate change when Putin's going to drop a... a- but but well, see, sorry, I to, haven't been to a single panel. To be honest that. with you, I actually don't think that they're wringing their hands about anything. I think they're having business meetings. I think they're yeah, having
3: and, taking private jets I mean, here to, to meet with people who run Sovereign Wealth Fund. Right. I mean, I think how, the, how much do we talk about the... I think the, the reason why, like, the you
5: know, $2,500, $2, $2. you know, ladies of the night that are shipped in here. I mean, there, there are great things to write about here. Yeah. Have you been writing about that? We've been we, you know, we were reading about that in the Daily Mail.
3: Yeah, the mail, the mail beat us to that one. <laughs> you know, so to speak. I thought we should be getting a guest out here. Although, I mean, I, I actually think it, we, it real, truly, what's though, really, truly, though, well, I mean, one huge change is there are fewer Russians. And as a result, there are not these huge Russian oligarch parties that were vastly more decadent than anything you're seeing now. Right, right. Yeah.
2: And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach 1 billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. I tend to emphasize the, the bad news, and th- there is unfortunately a lot of it, but there's a lot of good news as well, and, and I just want to cover some of it. In my country, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which is primarily a climate uh, act, $369 billion.
5: Just a few days ago, I was in El Paso to see for myself how The asylum seeker crisis affecting our border states and our entire nation. What I saw was not a state problem or a city problem. It is a national problem, driven by global forces impacting regular people. Every attempt to deal with this immigration on a national level through legislation has been sabotaged, mostly by right wing oppositions, and cities are bearing the brunt of this failure.
4: And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. And that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. This has been the most fulfilling five and a
6: half years of my life, but it has also had its challenges. I know what this job takes and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice.
3: Now we learned that President Biden had roughly 20 classified documents, including some marked top secret in three different locations by Biden's own standard. Wasn't Biden totally irresponsible with classified information? And aren't we right to wonder, to use Biden's words, quote, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods?
5: Well, and I think we'll get to the bottom of all of that. I mean, that's why special counsel uh, has been appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland. He did the right thing there to look into it. Um, You know, I'm hoping that we will keep a sense of symmetry about our analysis of these situations and a sense of proportion about the underlying offenses. There's some people who are trying to compare uh, having a government document um, that should no longer be in your possession to inciting uh, a violent insurrection against the government of the United States. And those are obviously completely different things. That's apples and oranges. So we should keep a, a sense of proportion and measure about what we're talking about.
1: And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, select group of human beings, because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy, tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever. And and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we
7: are. And welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 116. Wow. Here on Thursday morning, January 19th. I am your co-host, Tom Pyle.
0: And I'm your co-host, Mike McKenna. <laughs>
7: How's it going, Mr. McKenna? I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on in your world?
0: Not much. Just trying to, same as always, trying to track down some things in the federal bureaucracy and trying to write some columns that me and 15,000 of my closest personal friends will read and then not like after they read it a couple of times.
7: <laughs> 15,000, that's a pretty big audience compared to our
0: Actually, I'm getting up our there.
7: unregulated podcast following. We got to up this, we got to up these numbers this year. So my,
0: my reads are shorter.
7: We need to settle. We need to s- set we a goal for scores. ourselves. We, we need to set at scores. least, at least double our, our listenership.
0: Okay. Everybody out there who's listening Shanghai, one of your friends, make them listen to.
7: All right. So, uh, you know, good news on the housing market. The, the, the bubble may not, uh, may not happen. And, uh, Things are rebounding according to CNBC you don't Fast actually, money.
0: You don't actually believe that,
7: do you? No, I do not believe but, it in I one mean, if these guys in are... any way, shape, or form, mortgage rates are still wickedly high I mean, uh, I mean... for, for most people, since <laughs> have... they've spent most of their adult lives with relatively low or no interest rates. So yeah, uh, I don't think we're out of the out of the woods yet. Yeah, so,
0: I, I was I was going to say, Brian Moynihan from Bank of America, the CEO, saying this is the lowest interest rates we've had in 5,000 years. Leaving aside whether he can know that or not, I'm like, these things aren't even the lowest interest rates in my life. What the hell are you talking about?
7: Exactly. Uh, we have, of course, uh, we're going to have a whole section on this, so we don't need to spend too much time on it. But a chunk of these clips, of course, were taken straight from davos uh here it's that time of year again ladies and gentlemen the world economic forum is having their annual meeting at a place that nobody could get to without a private jet and if you could you wouldn't be able to afford it anyway uh and of course uh i there the cnbc clip the squawk box clip i could not cut anywhere
0: no, it was all good stuff. It was a it was a solid, solid description of the whole operation, right? <laughs> the
7: guy, I usually like the the anchor too. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was like, I kind of like it because you know I'm kind of in on the joke.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs>
0: so, I, I you know it's it's and besides, it lets you listen to Klaus Schwab. You know. Well, we're
7: gonna have a little bit of Klaus. We're gonna have a little more Klaus? Klaus compilation a little bit later Actually, in the show. I'll wait for it. And, of course, the parties sucked this year because none of the Russian oligarchs
0: were invited. John Boehner Boehner wasn't there. Neither were the Russian oligarchs. Lousy parties.
7: So we had a little bit of the uh, bipolar Al Gore uh, mixed in there.
0: Yeah. Haven't heard
7: from old Al in a while. So, uh,
0: yeah, you know, it these anglo-saxons are all pretty much the same right if you don't agree with them they start yelling they start they, the volume goes up and the speed goes up they don't actually change any of their arguments they just holler at you i was like you know he's 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 edging dangerously close to the precipice of being like you know that that guy on the simpsons dear editor i am not a crank
6: you know he's, right he's right. that he's, well, he's
0: becoming that guy I, I, you know the thing is Nobody can obviously interrupt these guys because i if I was in the audience I'd raise my hand and say, "Hey, I don't mean to be that guy, friend, but uh your money now. Where did it all come from?
7: That's right. I was just gonna I was gonna bring that up again, remind folks that uh, Al Gore is along the lines of many of the illustrious politicians who came uh to Washington with well, I take it back. he had some daddy oil money you uh, forget. He's... Yeah, they had some money. He, he was uh, heir to an Occidental uh, Petroleum. Yeah, but, uh, but,
0: uh, right. And he added onto it by selling that, that cable thing to.
7: Um, he sold know, it. To, 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 he to sold cur- current TV to Al, Jaze- Al Jazeera. To, yeah,
0: which was uh, the which- uh, uh,
7: Saudis. <laughs> so Mr. Green Jeans there, Mr. Angry, uh, made most of his money off of. Off of the backs of uh,
0: we have to act now. Uh, all right, I'll start. You can't fly home on your jet right so we're gonna we're gonna have to act now. there's the there's an action for you.
7: and of course, happy al was was bragging about how the inflation reduction act in air quotes uh, was really a climate uh, a climate spending spree. so he's right about that. Eric Adams is wringing his hands yeah. over the immigration crisis and blaming uh, everything on right wingers.
0: I, you know, the more I listen to that guy, the more I think he's an idiot. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 everybody who's worked this issue for more than 10 seconds knows that the guys who put bullets in this thing is a business community. Always, always. They like their workers illegal and unable to access American legal protections.
7: Yeah. And both parties, of course, enjoy the, sure. the, the issue as an issue. Sure. Uh, but I will say this, uh, the, the consistent theme throughout the uh, both Davos and uh, the podcast is it's, it's, everything is the fault of the right winger. Good. Yeah, it's all their fault. Every,
0: we must be busy.
7: Every meaningful, prog- every meaningful amount of progress, of course, is stymied and stalled by those crazy right wingers. We, 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 um, we
0: must be doing better than we think.
7: Uh, our good friend from uh, from New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, has abruptly resigned and is choosing not only not to seek re-election, but she's rolling out of there uh, in a couple of weeks. She's just simply doesn't have enough in the tank, uh, Mike. After a after her most thrilling five and a half years of being one of the uh, most, uh, let's see. I think the word tyrant comes in mind. And we're gonna she, say energetic. She basically like oppressed her her people for her thrilling five and a half year run as uh the big cheese in New Zealand. What so, I
0: wanna know is what uh, day what day is the seventh? Is that the seventh? Is that is there the seventh? The seventh is that I think it's after the sixth and before the eighth, but I'm like, the seventh. What you people aren't even speaking English down there. I mean, it's bad enough you're a province of Australia, but come on, man. Step it up. Speak English.
7: The seventh. So, uh, I a funny take. I can't,
0: I can't even, I can't even repeat what she said about February because I was like, all right, I've never heard that pronunciation in English. I don't even know what month that might
7: be. Yeah, she is, uh, something else. So, our our friend, not our friend, but one of the, The Twitter uh, uh, gentleman that you turned me on to, three-year Letterman. Yeah, man. He had this to say: Breaking. New Zealand's President Jacinda Ardern. Now, Acorn. He called her Jacinda Acorn. Has just announced that she is resigning, since New Zealand is an Australian province rather than than a country and must answer to Sydney. See, she can only do this if Australia lets her. But big news, nonetheless, he got so many angry people, like, breaking down everything inaccurate about his I guarantee his tweet. you. I guarantee, Except nobody understands what he's trying to do.
0: I guarantee you that, Aust- that New Zealand could not stand the rigors of an SEC schedule. Anyway. All right,
6: and then, of
7: course, uh, we had uh, John Kerry bragging about how he's just – we're just all blessed to be in for whatever reason to be here together, to figure out how to save the planet. So, you know, uh, it's like we're extraterrestrials or something. When you,
0: when you, when you, when I heard that, my first thought was, thank God we never let this guy be president. I mean, if that's, if that is the amount of hubris inside his worldview, like those of us in this room are going to save the planet. I'm like, you guys couldn't get home without your private jets and your 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 kit, your handlers and your limos and all this other stuff. The idea you could save anything is ridiculous. I mean, I give special, very special envoy Carrie full credit for being smart enough to marry well twice. Um, and you know,
7: and that's about all.
0: That's about it. That's that's the that's entire about it. The entirety of his career. He married twice. He married well twice. And set up in Massachusetts where pretty much uh, anybody with a D after their name can get elected.
7: You know, uh I didn't think about it until just now, but um his career uh was eerily his career trajectory was eerily similar to that of former Senator John McCain's. If you if you think about it, there's a lot of parallels there.
0: Well, one thing, right? Um this is going to get me in trouble. Senator Kerry. I, Carey, know. I you know. shouldn't have brought it up. Senator Kerry <laughs> um, did, in fact, get wounded um, running gunboats in the Mekong Delta, although a friend of mine who was also a captain of one of those boats um, pointed out that he was the only guy he ever met who was born with his own press secretary, which was, I think, the most damning thing the career Navy guy could say about him. So that's what he said about him. Um, uh, uh, you know, Senator McCain, um, for his part had to try repeatedly to kill himself, right? I mean he crashed five planes, as we've discussed before, the last of them into a lake in the middle of Pond, a lake in the middle of Hanoi. Um it it institutional failure on the part of Senator McCain, right? The Navy should, never should have put him in that plane. Um
7: well but Kerry, no, uh, by
0: all accounts Kerry did not do poorly running that gunboat.
7: Oh fair enough. Give give credit where it is That's due right. however uh, since then, both both did uh, become U.S. senators, and both did run and not, in fact, win the presidency. And both married fairly well.
0: Both so. made their money by who they married. That's right. It's a lesson for all you for all you young gentlemen out there listening to us. Don't marry a poor girl. Don't even marry a middle class girl. Find a rich girl.
7: Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna stop talking about that right now because I could get myself in a whole lot of trouble it's, it's, right it's, now. Okay so um any announcements from you sir i got two quick ones no
0: i just want to say i want to give a shout out to frank cadillac who sent us some um some content for today's show i appreciate that and brian klippenstein who as always sent me some content that i'm going to steal wholesale and use in my column so i appreciate that too that's it for me for for announcements
7: okay uh i wanted to just make an announcement that uh apparently a representative from florida greg Stuby,
0: Stuby, yeah Stubbe, yep, yep. Stuby, is
7: in the hospital um this is from florida politics yep. uh as of this uh, this morning was hospitalized after a fall from the roof of his home um the uh Office provided a statement uh, the congressman was involved in an accident on his property late this afternoon yesterday and has sustained several injuries um, have have heard more recently that he's in stable condition and will be recovering uh, likely uh, fairly fully, but uh, twenty apparently is a plus twenty foot fall, so um, not like one hundred percent. Uh, and aligned with him, especially more recently, is is stumping for a certain speaker. But uh, we certainly wish a speedy recovery for the for the Sarasota Republican.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, he's a good guy, but he's of an age where he should stay off roofs.
7: Yeah one one interesting or or just an just a a data point here in this story. Uh, apparently, he was found by a staffer for uh, Congressman Vern Buchanan. <laughs> and uh, and the way he found him was he was part-time Amazon driver and he was making a delivery. So oh, I man. guess uh, the, the, the Buchanan staffers moonlight, you know, they just jacked up the uh, staff salaries. So I don't know what's going on there.
0: I suppose while we're doing shout outs, let's do a real quick one to my former business partner and good friend, Gary Andres, who is going to be the staff director of the, for his third committee, he's going to go run House budget for the Republicans.
7: Um, oh, he, good for him.
0: He has run House Energy and Commerce, and he has run House Ways and Means, so now he's going to go run House budget in his never-ending quest to become the House um, uh, the House version of Eric Ulandt, who was, of course, my former boss, who ran um, a probes, I think, budget on the Senate side.
7: So how would you rank his tenure at, at Ways and Means and E&C? Uh,
0: you can see it was pretty good, right he had Joe Barton. it's hard to look bad when Joe barton's your chairman right and um ways it means pretty good right he got the he got the um president's tax cut uh, tax package for the oh he was there, there for cuts. that yeah okay yeah. cool, yeah, and kevin Brady again, hard to look bad when you're uh, when you're staffing kevin brady right he's just a smart guy who does the right things.
7: All right, so another one. This was this caught my attention, and it hasn't really. Which which is not to underestimate. Let
0: me just stop. Which is not to underestimate Gary's skill level, which is very, very high. Oh, I see. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
7: yeah. Anyhow, this is this is very somber. Uh, This is a report from Catholic News Agency on January fifteenth. Catholic priest burnt to death in Nigeria. Uh, died after uh, armed bandits attacked his residence in the village of Kafin Koro at 3 a.m. I butchered that, I'm sure. Um, so it was on Al-Hahi Sani Bello Abu Bakr, the governor of Nigerian state of Niger, where the attack took place described it as ungodly and inhumane. Um, and his priest, uh, the priest's name was uh, Father Isaac a- Aki. Yeah.
0: The story burned or, to death. Yeah, the story I read on that got all the way through it. Never mentioned the religion of the people who burned him to death.
7: Hmm. So, so God rest your God rest his soul. Um, let me help
0: you out. It was the followers of Muhammad.
7: Yeah, I kind of knew where that was going, but
0: just want to make because since, since the reporter didn't seem to think that was a relevant fact, I just wanted to add it.
7: All righty, well let's start with um let's start with davos we just gotta we, we gotta roll through this yep uh so uh our favorite event which mike was invited at the last minute when he served president trump but regrettably declined to go and i suspect it was because he couldn't order a pair of those fancy snow boots in time that i sent him for his journey uh, davos kicked off this year's davos kicked off with the president of the world economic forum klaus schwab
1: evening and a very cordial welcome to the annual meeting 2023 i express this cordial welcome on behalf of the board of trustees and my colleague Olge brand is the
0: president and all the members Of the management board, as well as all the people who are here to make your stay here enjoyable and productive. That's enough. We
1: couldn't meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform. Where all stakeholders of global society are engaged, governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, I could go on, I think is the first step to meet
0: all the challenges. Good evening, Aaron McKenna. Yeah, I mean, you got a you gotta
7: what you, does it take to master the future
0: you got a guy from bavaria who's got the who's got the regional accent of hitler and he sounds like hitler when he talks the same damn cadence I I, I I you know what the good news is he's 84 years old he'll be dead eventually as we all will um with any luck he'll go before the rest of us but um but uh i
7: Oh, there's there are so many doozies here. Yeah, let me let me just
0: let's just pick one or two more. I don't want to waste let me, my whole no, life. I want to roll
7: through a couple of these because they're they're all just indicative yeah, of the 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 nightmare the that is, we they don't understand that we're like maybe in the past nobody was paying attention to this garbage, but we have now avenues for you know a little bit of access to it. So we heard a little bit from Angry Al and Happy Al. We heard one little snippet from 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 uh, uh, Special Envoy Kerry. Here's a, a, another choice clip from Kerry.
1: You know, the, the State of the Union's coming up and the president's got the, you know, and I think Will will because he believes this. We gotta move this. Because that's the only way we keep 1.5 degrees alive. So how do we get there? Well, the lesson I've learned in the last years, learned it as secretary and I've learned it since, reinforced in space is money 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 and i'm sorry to say that i mean yes technology yes exciting new initiatives yes organizing winning races politically i mean what happened uh, in in the midterms in the united states nothing less than miraculous but as young people voted and the second most voted issue was climate
7: I stopped you there. I, I played it that far because I wanted you to uh, do your your frequent <laughs> reprise about things that some politicians are saying. God, I mean, <laughs> so climate was the issue, huh? It's, that it's saved a, the midterms?
0: No, this guy. This guy. I mean, I, I I think I finally figured him out. He's organized his own life around money, so he figures everybody's organized their lives well, around
7: money. Well, who's money, 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 money is he talking about?
0: Well, he's about not talking about, about his. Obviously, he's not giving any of his up. Yeah. I mean I noticed he didn't want to sell his houses. I, he should probably talk to Al, right? Because Al said, Hey, we gotta act now. All right. I'll tell you what, not only will he like not take the private jet home, well, you can sell the private jet in one of your houses. That'd be a nice start. These guys, these guys are like I said, again, special envoy carry is closing up on eighty. I mean, it it's just embarrassing. I don't know why they put these old guys up here. You know, in the case uh, in the case uh, of Schwab, they got an old Nazi. In the case of Carrie, they got a, a, a failed American life. I don't get any of it.
7: All right, so here's another one, and I want you to guess who this is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it, and I want you to try to guess who it is.
5: So I think the first thing that, because um, I mostly work with business, that business needs to do is
0: – Larry Fink.
5: Deprive um, platforms that spread disinformation of oxygen. Oh, uh, Stop advertising. Rick Adel- Adelman. This is Rick Adelman. Make sure that they understand that they have a consequential impact on society. And the boycott of Twitter for several months has had a modest, modest impact. But I think the Facebook one failed. And... But the necessity of getting it right in the platforms that are probably primary source information for a third to 40% of people is urgent.
0: Yeah, you can stop it. Yeah,
7: Richard Edelman, Uh, CEO uh, of the world's largest PR company.
0: Which kind of makes you wonder, right? You got a guy whose entire career has has been built around freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And what is he up there doing in Switzerland? he's specifically arguing for crimping freedom of speech and freedom of expression again another guy who just dude if you're that concerned about it feel free to shut up or feel free just to talk about it like for the rest of your life but don't yourself like get in the middle of this thing by spreading your own misinformation i mean this is yeah. a guy this is a guy who traffics in propaganda and i'm totally cool with that i'm totally cool with that but he doesn't want anybody else to traffic in propaganda
7: yeah, exactly. I'm getting to wonder, does he does he does his firm ever represent fossil fuel interests? Well,
0: that's an interesting question. He said about 10 years ago that he was going to drop everybody who had anything to do with fossil fuels, but you look at his client, you look at his customer roster. There's plenty of energy companies in there, and I'm not I'm talking about energy companies. I'm not talking about, you know, the the um, grifter
7: crowd all righty and um let's see which uh, which other one you're going to limit me to what two or three of these
0: i got i got i got tolerance for one more i mean I, there, right. there's a reason why i didn't want to go to this thing and there's a reason why i don't listen to these guys on the routine they annoy me life's too damn short
7: all right. Well, let me just play one more just uh and I I've got a countless clips from people you recognize, but here's another <laughs> one. Uh the, the Edelman thing was tough.
4: for for policies really to change the the rules of the game, no, so that uh sustainability becomes the easier choice not just for the people but also for the companies, no. Yeah, so also then um Changing the way districts work. For instance, um, I, in Zurich, we have a lot of districts where you
6: actually don't need a car, because all the activities—no school, um, uh, buying something—everything you can do in walking distance. No, and by doing that, no
4: people don't buy a car, and it—it—it's it, not felt like um, actually they would like to have a car, and that—and they are not allowed to have it. But they simply don't need it. Because the environment was built in a way that they don't need it. And I think this is what policy needs to to do. They have to change the environment. So a sustainable lifestyle, uh, a lifestyle in harmony with nature, is the easiest way to go. And and also for the companies. And and here, perhaps, a last point. I really like what you
6: said on following through. We had all these nice commitments. We had the Paris Agreement. We also here at World Economic Forum
4: have every year very nice commitments. What's important is really to follow through and also to also shed the light. Sometimes you're very critical with those who are acting. Say there are, and we need to be critical, no, and see that there's no greenwashing, but
0: we should Uh, also put the light on those who are not acting. (laughs) That's awful. That's a UN guy, right?
7: No, no. This is a Swiss member of parliament. Why are we listening to him? Bastion is your all. I just I just it just it just needs to get out there. No, it this doesn't. is not no you I, know, you,
0: this. this is some okay, you know what? You know how the you know how the, the, the comments we get is sometimes you and me have to disagree on something. I'm gonna disagree with you right now on this. This all is right. the last we need to stop paying attention to these morons because it doesn't make me any smarter, it doesn't make us any smarter, it doesn't make us any more tolerant or bring us any nearer to God. All it does is like um, it eggs on our, our our existing prejudices, and it shows that it makes me feel sad for feeble old men like Gore and Kerry. No, he's a young,
7: This was a young man.
0: Though, yeah, yeah, I no, think. it does. And and, it does, and the youth
7: are the youths are are there. They're prominently. Yeah, yeah, I
0: heard that. And They're it, the future. It, and and to say that I don't care about what the Europeans think about the world is to wildly overestimate how much I care. And you know what? I'm just like every other American, which is why that, by the way, that three-year Letterman is so damn funny, because it's an acknowledgement that Americans literally couldn't possibly care less what's going on in the rest of the world, except maybe like the borderlands in Canada and Mexico. So, all
7: right. So here's my big. I will will close by saying this: 1,040 private jets flew in and out of Davos during the World Economic Forum last year over or under on the number of private jets
0: next year oh I'm this sorry this year do we do more probably more
7: 10400040 were in the logs 1040 private jets
0: this year or last year last year oh probably more Higher this year or lower this probably year probably more this year
7: yeah okay well, we'll I'll get the number we'll, we'll report it next I week.
0: will tell you, let me make a prediction though just you can mark this down
7: and I I predict Hasinda Ardern- will be uh, a prominent speaker at next year's forum so. and,
0: and again not going to care um <laughs> and, and 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 let me make a prediction on that this thing is done this thing is done five years from now no one's going to go to it except for the guys who always went to it um hedge fund managers sovereign wealth funds and ceos that's it well
7: you know uh uh, uh this year a uh a, a man of the people uh, from the holler in west virginia was invited joe senator joe Manchin. he's been hobnobbing lately with bill gates and now he's up at davos promoting his his wonderful bill on 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 uh, making it, you know access to energy and the inflation reduction act so i
0: don't get why does he old have to- joe
7: old joe is what is he is he running for president or is he running to be invited to the cocktail party he's
0: running to make a bunch of money these guys all have money. He wants to sell them on making money, but I don't know why he's got to go to Davos. I mean, I'm sure he's—I know he was promised like they were going to get that permitting thing done. So, I—I I mean, I assume they're going to do that, aren't they? Is that—is that not going to happen? Do you—do you need all to? All right, all right. Let's move on. Do you mean,
7: Davos is—we're—we're we're in the thick of Davos, ladies and gentlemen. Oh and my They're God. deciding your fate as we speak.
0: Okay. You know what? We're going to have a—we're going to have a reader. We're going to have a listener poll. I want everybody to email us, me or Tom, with an answer to this question. Which do you care more about, the NFL playoffs or anything that could happen at Davos? Anything that could happen or be said at Davos. Come Again, on, I
7: know the answer to that I question.
0: I just want just to get a number so we have data. Again, ladies and gentlemen, here are your choices. The NFL playoffs or Davos, which do you care more about? Email me or Tom or anybody you know is associated with the program. We'll collect it. We'll let you know what it goes on next week. Go ahead.
7: Okay, all right, we're gonna lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, we are going to this is a sec uh, there were so many choice segments this week, yeah, man. that I found from our vice president that I could not what limit really? myself to one. So I am going to play uh, some of Kamala's greatest hits for the past week. and I will start with this baby.
1: I think of this moment as a moment that is about great momentum, inspired by, yes, optimism, inspired by a crisis, no doubt, um, but inspired by also our collective ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And that's critically important.
0: She
7: didn't really say that this week, did she? She did. She brought it back. Here's what else she brought back.
1: Think of the movement through the lens of something I love, which is to always think about complex issues through the the, the frame of a Venn diagram.
0: Venn diagram, I knew Venn diagram was coming. (laughs) I I do. I
1: love Venn
5: diagram. So nerdy. I'm just saying. So the three circles, and you can do more. Nobody says a Venn diagram has to only be three circles, right? And and the intersection then right in terms of also movements
6: okay
7: and now i have two more i gotta play them both because they're just so good and she brought this back too
1: you know what also excites me when i'm i among the many things i'm excited about electric school buses i love electric
5: school buses i just love them for so many reasons, maybe because I went to school on a school bus. Raise your hand if you went to school on a school bus, <laughs> right?
7: And finally, because you know she is in charge of the uh, Central and South American affairs here for the Biden administration.
1: I convened, and I've convened now at least three times uh, uh, a group that has their academic Caricom. It is the Caribbean nations, island nations. In the Western Hemisphere, that is where the Caribbean is. We are also in the Western Hemisphere. They are
6: our neighbors. <laughs>
7: <laughs> we okay, are- and that is just three, and they're all from the same exact forum. We
0: uh, are doomed as a country. That's Secretary
7: just- Jenny convened a very serious conversation with the Vice President about the progress being made on Venn diagrams.
0: Change. You know, wish I'm going to do a Venn diagram of her one day.
6: oh she's just
0: uh, oh boy i don't don't even know what to say anymore you're just like this thing is so bad she's like a 14 year old it's ridiculous
7: all right uh we have to move along because i think we're on a hard deadline today right i want to set up this uh next topic with this uh clip uh again from cnbc
3: Republicans
5: and Democrats are on a collision course over the debt ceiling, and some lawmakers are already looking for an escape hatch. Now, The Treasury Department is expected to hit its borrowing limit today and start deploying extraordinary measures in order to keep paying the nation's bills. That includes suspending reinvestment in the thrift savings plan for federal workers and pausing new investments in retirement and benefit funds for government employees. But those measures are projected to run out sometime this summer, and both parties are strategizing about what to do if the country ends up on the brink of default. the fall. House Republicans are discussing a bill that would let the Treasury Department prioritize certain payments if the debt ceiling isn't raised. I'm told that proposal was part of the agreement that conservatives struck with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and it is supposed to come up for a vote during the first quarter.
0: We-
7: that ceiling.
0: Yeah, that's actually the only thing I have written down here. It's the only thing that's really going on for this. the week. Yeah. All right. Um, first off, let me just give uh, let me give the Biden administration um, the respect they deserve. They have constructed this uh, issue right, which which doesn't didn't need to come to us until about the third quarter. They have constructed it early. Um, You know, they had Yellen say something about it two weeks ago, and here we are um, before the Republicans were really completely ready. There's about six ideas on the Republican side. Um, What's his name? Your friend uh, Senator Manchin's got his own silly idea, right? We're going to have a commission on what to do, right? so
7: Yeah, because those things (laughs) are are quick. They – you they know the only right away, right?
0: the only commission I've ever run across that actually did what it was supposed to do was, of course, the base realignment and closure commission. Right? It actually closed bases. Every other commission has become a, a marching band and chatter society. I. There's something out there the Republicans could get on a deal with the Democrats to increase the debt ceiling, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, the right answer is freeze your discretionary. Eat, freeze discretionary side. And it doesn't matter whether it's FY22 or FY23. I don't care, right? The the deal with McCarthy said, you know, reset it to FY22. That's the right answer. But if all you can do is freeze it at 23 inside the window for the, like the six, eight years in the, in the window, great. Um, got a means test entitlement, got to attenuate some benefits, um, probably need to increase age, social security age, right? These are not like, extraordinarily painful things these are not things people don't understand. Everybody knows that this needs to get done. It's just everyone's waiting for somebody else to take the heat for it.
7: That's right. And and uh realistically speaking, it's not going to
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not going to happen in that
7: way. It's it never has That's not right. least in the in in the very immediate um That's right. immediate past. That's right. So. It,
0: it could though. I mean, it, it, it I guess what I'm saying and that I'm not saying it very well is what the biden what the biden guys are going to do is make everything sound draconian at this point right of course that that you know whatever is proposed is going to be terrible and if i was a republican i would do something that's easy to explain that everybody understands we are not cutting anything we are freezing spending at the current levels that's it until we get our debt house in order that's something every american household understands they totally get it even means testing hey man you know, does a guy who's got two hundred thousand dollars in passive income? Does he really need that Social Security check? And the answer is, of course, not. So, um, you know, there's there's things that not only would be meaningful, but are easy to ex- explain, and could be political winners. But I think you and I are both on the same page that none of that's going to happen.
6: Yeah, I
7: don't. I, not only is none of that going to happen, I'm not sure even the Republicans are in sync with quite yet on this stuff so they have to get there first before they can make a play on on the democrats so
0: yeah i'm i'm like i said i give the biden i give team biden full respect for what they did
7: i I just i i think i I hope i hope that they uh uh i hope that the republicans do a good job a better can do a good job explaining that the quote extraordinary measures that have to take place aren't God. they don't have to be
0: they're not extraordinary measures.
7: extraordinary at all yeah. like this is not a crisis situation right uh, it's the same as shutdown politics it's like oh I've got an idea let's put a fence around the World War II memorial yeah an open-air memorial because the government is shut down
0: yeah there's right? there, there's there's two areas that I think and I, I think you agree with me on this but tell me if you don't there's two areas where the Republicans have solid policy approaches that are available to them but can't or won't – and when I say Republicans, I mean over the last 40 years now – cannot or will not explain them to the public in a way that's accessible. One of them is health care. The other is budget and federal government spending. You know, it's a, And both, by the way, for those of you who, who don't understand uh, much about D.C. or listening from America, both of those issues are marked by a priesthood of – staffers and sometimes members who benefit from the complexity so they make things complicated.
7: You mean like the tax code? Uh,
0: The tax code, same way. The problem with that is there's so many damn people in the world who know the tax code. Also, at the end of the day, you pay taxes so you're just like, hey, I know what that means. Nobody really interacts with federal government spending. And you know, unless you're 65, you tried your best to avoid interacting with federal government on health care, too, right? It it just it strikes me that those two issues are very similar. You know, it's marked by a priesthood of staffers who are much more concerned about their own expertise than they are about actual progress, and we suck at it. We've been terrible at it forever. From a whole, well, from my whole professional life, we've been terrible at it. I don't see how this is going to be any different. This ex- no. this particular experience.
7: Okay, so. um ESG, can we talk a little ESG? Any more on the debt ceiling? Sorry, I didn't mean to. I know, you know, oh, I got the solution anyway, though. I'm not. You want to tell I'm me? Not, it's ten. It's a trillion dollar coin. <laughs> just mint that damn thing and get it over
0: with. We need to get Sam Banks Friedman on the job. Is what yes, needs to happen. he
7: needs something to do. <laughs>
0: so. We we got him in custody. Still right. He's just, just put him put him to work Sam, on the chain gang.
7: Sam, you got a mission. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Sam, right, want, I got two. Sam, got two good quick time hits we on
7: this? Yeah. Two quick hits on this ESG thing. Yeah. One, smug Larry, I want to play a little clip from a Bloomberg yes. article. Shall I?
0: Yes, always.
5: Oh. How, how much has the political backlash, thank you, to ESG investing had on you in BlackRock? Other than being dehydrated, <laughs> other than being dehydrated uh, actually, if you just reflect on BlackRock's flows last year, um, the backlash is public. We lost about four billion dollars of flows from various states, um, but in long-term flows last year, we 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 were awarded four hundred billion dollars uh, just last year. Uh, in the United States, our clients entrusted us with an additional two hundred thirty billion dollars. So uh, you tell me 4 billion out and 230 in in the U.S. On the other hand, let me be clear. Uh, I'm taking this very seriously. Uh, We were trying to address the misconceptions. Uh, It is, uh, it's hard uh, because it's not, it's not business anymore. They're doing it in a personal way. And the first time in my professional career, a tax went out personal. They're trying to, demonize issues um, in terms of all you know we're sitting here in Europe um if you do not have a lens towards a decarbonization you're not going to win one one year of business
0: and so
7: i'll just cut it off there
0: it's fun i'd listen to larry
7: for smug a smug larry
0: time. the more he talks the more he talks the more dirty throws on his own grave I-
7: smug larry oh you know i mean uh, 4 billion uh, yeah
0: people are, well right. you know
7: here's yeah. Oof. This is a guy who's good. I, I,
0: at, he, I, he's he's good enough at statistics. I sneeze
7: four billion dollars. Yeah,
0: he's good enough at statistics and he knows what I'm about to say, right? There's no, she, he didn't actually answer her question. She said that it affected, he said, Well, we got 400 billion dollars in the door. What he didn't answer was, How much did he anticipate getting? How much should he have gotten, right? You know, 400 billion is a lot unless you were planning on getting 800 billion. So, um, so he oh, didn't answer the say,
7: question. He's not gonna say what he thinks he should have got.
0: Right? That's right. He 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 was well, in a
7: bad light. One and two personalizing,
0: demonize, we're demonizing demonizing. We're de- demonizing and personalizing
7: sla- business. What?
0: We're demonizing slavery. That, that and never genocide. has never never
7: happened ever. No. Oh, people are being mean mean to me.
0: Every time I think that we're like over going overboard on ESG. Listen to Larry Fink for like even just thirty seconds. I'm like, yeah, maybe we're not doing enough here. Maybe we should like work no, harder. No, we are not.
7: Uh, uh, let me just say, state for the record, we also disagree. It's not maybe we are not doing well, enough. Here's my we are not doing enough.
0: Here's my concern with the whole thing, right? And we had this conversation at dinner with Chris, right? Um, investors have to be able to invest in what they believe in. The problem with the three entities we're talking about, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, are transparency, right? They don't act in a transparent manner and consent. They don't give they don't get consent from their investors for what they're doing, right? They just go behind closed doors and do it. I think until we can get some transparency you you know, you want to talk about how to hack at ESG. We should we should get some transparency metric in there and we should get some kind of individual shareholder consent, right? That you can't you can't do stuff without some kind of shareholder consent. Absent that, I think we should break these guys up. I don't think any fund should have a trillion dollars. I just don't.
7: I'm sorry. 2 billion cap on income. What's the cap on on funds? I don't know. <laughs> you give don't me, have to answer right give now. Me, just give think me about give
0: it. me give me you know, truthfully, yeah. I I am I am coming around slowly to this, but I, I'm just like, do we really is there some societal benefit that Larry, guys like Larry Fink give us that like we need to preserve and protect them? No. Uh, I don't think no, so. N-
7: none whatsoever. I
0: don't think so. Me and Bernie Sanders are eventually going to wind up like running for office together somewhere.
7: You better. Well, he'll be around for. He's gonna, he's contemplating running gonna, again. So
0: you're going to be the mayor and deputy mayor of a small town, but I, you know.
7: I just, I, I, do. I think we should cut down on the personal attacks on Larry. It's, it's taking its toll on him. You can tell he's very flustered about it. So
0: stop being a. Stop, All right, not st- to be outdone. Stop um, being a th- shill for is, the murderous communists in China.
7: Not to be outdone. That was from Bloomberg. That was an uh, interview with a Bloomberg reporter. This is from CNBC again. Bank of America's CEO says new ESG rules are needed to reboot capitalism. Yeah,
0: he wants to call it stakeholder capitalism, right? Chief
7: Brian Moynihan said Wednesday that current efforts to produce a set of official global standards on ESG were vital to, quote, align capitalism with what society wants from it. Asked by CNBC's Karen So at the World Economic Forum in Davos... Whether stakeholder capitalism needed a reboot, without that definition, without that convergence, what you had is everybody defining it their way. Someone would think this issue's important, or this way to talk about it is important. He said, um, Moynihan said it's now important to go on the official side and was uh, and was supporting the new international sustainability standard board set up by the nonprofit. Uh, i f r s etc cetera, etc cetera. so he's a little bit behind the curve i would say uh but uh now the ceo of bank of america is in on the, is in on the game too
0: well i actually just listened to an interview just literally on an uber right over here um and as i was getting out he was saying something that sounded right he's like look he says you know lots of people want an energy transition Um, And, you know, some people say it's essential and they may be right, um, you know, but we know that even if we are going to have an energy transition or maybe it's a little bit more boosterish on the energy transition, even if we are going to have an energy transition, we're going to need, and this was his words, affordable, reliable and abundant energy for everybody on the planet um, while that happens. So, you know, we're going to have to invest in natural gas and coal and oil and you know all these things. And he even said he even plugged CCS, which I'm like, "Yep, the 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 bad guys don't like that." Um you can kind of feel he's trying to feel his way to a middle ground here, which is sad, um but maybe useful to us ultimately. All right.
7: Uh anything else on our new newly found favorite subject? No. ESG.
0: No. No. Way. All right. So
7: the tech Tech jobs are hemorrhaging. Bloomberg, I'm sorry. Uh, Microsoft announced what ten thousand layoffs. Ten thousand, yeah. Uh, on top of Amazon's eighteen.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the percentage in Amazon is, but that's about five percent in Microsoft's workforce. That's a lot. It's a big chunk all at once.
7: Yes. Um, uh, so one other thing that caught my eye, I got this email from uh, Amazon uh, new the other day, yesterday, in fact. Amazon Smile.
0: Yes, I can't. They canceled it. Going away.
7: Uh, In 2013, we launched Amazon Smile to make it easier for customers to support their favorite charities. However, after almost a decade, the program has, quote, has not grown to create the impact that we originally hoped. With so many eligible organizations, more than 1 million globally, our ability to have an impact was often spread too thin. We want to let you know we're winding it down by February, blah, blah, blah. But uh, of course... Um, as a company, we'll continue supporting a wide range of other programs that help thousands of charities and communities across the U S for instance, housing equity, community deliveries, Amazon disaster, etc. cetera. I didn't see, uh, anything in there about groups like ours. So, uh, at least one Avenue for folks to give money to groups like ours that is now being closed. Uh, I suspect it's part of the cost cutting. I, Maybe, but I also think it's part of uh the the hundred million dollars that that uh Bezos gave to Van Jones.
0: Yeah. right yeah. yeah. You, so, you wanna you want a slightly darker, you want you want a darker amendment to that? So no no, to no that? more. For
7: all you who are giving money to AEA or IER, in particular uh the Institute for Energy Research through through Amazon Smile, thank you. Um uh but you can give directly, so p- please think about that.
0: Yeah. Um a darker take on it, I guarantee you a whole bunch of the Amazon Smile recipients are parishes and
7: churches. That's probably the case also. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Amazon Smile gone along with 18,000 uh, employees of, of said company. All right. Um, I, we forgot to – well, like we'll get to it at the end. Uh, I wanted to put this out there, and I don't know if you – know or care, Uh, but this caught my eye. Bloomberg government, BGov, uh, this morning said, carry to launch US natural capital survey. President Joe Biden's administration will launch an effort to more accurately count the nation's natural resources in official economic statistics, saying the data are needed to give a true picture of US output. A strong economy depends on the stable climate, clean air and water and all nature has to offer the strategies. Co-chairs wrote in a report obtained by Bloomberg News. We have taken it for granted, but we can no longer afford to do so. The chairs will include Commerce Secretary Gina Riamondo, OMB Budget Director, Sh- Shalanda Young and Director of OST. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say the name because I'll butcher it will provide data. To guide the federal government and the economy through the transition, we need for sustainable growth and development, a stable climate, and a healthy planet. The trio wrote. Now, why do why did this strike me as uh, what what? Yeah. Okay, let me explain to you. Because in yeah. nineteen ninety five, when we took over the uh, Congress, yeah, when the Republican Revolution came in, there was a Secretary of Interior by the name of Bruce Babbitt who was, through secretarial order, creating a, quote, National Biological Survey. Really? Yes, sir. And um, he went through about three years of trying to cobble together the National Biological Survey by consolidating agencies and uh, providing a, quote, unquote, map of the natural resources uh, in this wonderful and great country of ours. Now we fought it and fought it and fought it. And then finally, when we took over the Congress, stripped it of its funding until eventually they finally gave up. So I bring it up because all this is, is a rebrand of that under the new sort of climate rubric and, you know, nat- natural capital, like, like, oh, we're going to apply like banking terms and whatnot to it. But this is the exact same thing that they tried to do back in the mid nineties. Uh, only uh, rebranded And, and to, to the reason I bring that up also is because this, they, they just never give up, right? They just, they know, they just, they have a goal. And I've talked to my staff about this. They have, they have, uh, stuff that maybe they see this as progress. I don't know. Maybe they don't see what other people see about this, like how it could imprint it, uh, impact private property rights and things like that. But they just keep going at it and just keep trying and trying and trying and and I suspect this will be once people catch on to this. Um, I suspect that this will be uh, see some some pretty immediate pushback, uh, unless of course they want to include uh, an inventory of our natural resources, including coal, oil, and natural gas, and do a seismic survey of our offshore. Uh, but I doubt that that's going to happen. So
0: yeah, I'd let. Um that that last part will of course be the right answer but like you say it is not gonna this is not gonna be used for good purposes
7: so anyway uh i'm thinking about my buddy myron and some others out there who fought that battle with us uh back in the early 90s it's back uh one more uh jerome powell this is from ene news also known as politico Fake hurricanes and oil protests, how the feds will test banks. So one week after Jerome Powell said he's not in in the business of implementing climate policies, he is now going to require that the largest American banks assess how a major hurricane in the northeastern U.S. would affect their real estate portfolios as part of a broader regulatory exercise to measure the financial threats of climate change. So was that a head fake last week or what?
0: Yeah, I think so. I I think it was a, it was a, hey, I'm going to stay quiet on this until I'm ready to pull this, this trigger out, right? Because this, this actually, this is not an uncommon thing to do, right? Like, you know, a scenario, give us some scenario analysis of how you're going to do under X, Y, and Z set of circumstances. It just happens to be that this set of circumstances are not likely, right? Not, not, they're slow burn, right? They're slow burn operations, right? They take 30 years to develop. They're forever going to develop. And, and you and I both know the bigger risk is government policies associated with it, right? Not the actual yeah. event.
7: <laughs> Are they going to test those too?
0: Well, if I was a bank, right? If I was a bank, I would definitely do that. The problem here is – stop me if you've heard this. The um, Office of the Controller of the Currency terrifies banks. Right, they're just terrified of, of that office because it's their regulator, right? The same way power plants are afraid of power, you know, utilities are afraid of EPA, right? So hard to be snarky with somebody you're afraid of. Um, but I would definitely do that. I'd be like, hey, you know what? Just, just, just in case you just, you know, the, here's what you didn't ask for. You know, if you, if you morons drop a hundred and fifty dollar a ton carbon tax on us, you know, yeah, we, we modeled that too, and we can survive it as well. Yeah. You know?
7: Well, it says here, the banks will uh, be asked to come up with a hypothetical climate impact or series of events that could occur in other regions of the country where they have substantial exposure, uh, the banks would need to estimate the potential impact of that hazard, quote-unquote, on their real estate portfolios. The second prong asks the banks to zero in on a different issue, how their books might fare during the clean energy transition. Yeah, The Fed notes that the shift to low-carbon energy could affect a bank if, for instance, consumers turn against carbon-intensive businesses that are profitable to corporate lenders. It could also tarnish the creditworthiness of banks' carbon-intensive clients that aren't keeping pace with the transition, officials say.
0: Yeah, so, you know, that that's going to get used against, against the banks no matter what happens because the banks are going to say, we're going to make money no matter what happens. The only thing is, we might make a little more, we might make a little less. The right. administrations could get up and say, hey – clean energy transition because it mean a little bit more money or they're going to say, hey, clean energy transition is not going to hurt the banks at all. So it almost doesn't matter how the banks answer this. Administration's going to use it against
7: them, right? Yeah, of course, you're not going to share that with people. It's just it's just a, a, an exercise for, you know, for the.
0: I am the willing people. to bet you any amount of money you would like that they will eventually find their way into the light of day.
7: You're you mean it's not going to it's not going to leak anywhere. Come on. Yeah. So all right, I found this one too. Um, this is another one from B Gov Oakland A's strikeout in ballpark fight at California top court. So the A's are trying to move their ballpark to the Jack London waterfront along yeah. Oakland's Inner Harbor, which I've been to. It's only slightly nicer <laughs> than the actual location. I mean, I think, I, uh, think that I... the Oakland A's are at the at the Oco uh but uh, apparently they had a snag because the Sh- Schnitzer Steel Industries Inc. facility next to the terminal site selected for the stadium is operated for 60 years, converting junked automobiles, appliances, and other scrap metal into streams of recyclable material and non-recyclable waste. But they are not, uh, the court is not forcing them to clean up their, uh, their site and uh, find another location. So... The mighty A's have struck out once again. I'm sure it's only a matter of time before they make it to Vegas, yeah, just like the, uh, the Raiders to, they're did. They're
0: going to Vegas. No. They're going to Vegas. I, I, th- I don't want to overread this, but this is a symptom of the Bay Area's slow decline, right? Slow civic decline. I mean, everyone's making money, but slow civic decline. This is basically a big version of people pooping on the sidewalks. Hey, you're major American city. You got two baseball teams. You had two football teams. You got to hang on to that stuff. You can't, can't, you know, Las Vegas cannot be considered as serious a city as San Francisco, but apparently that's where we're all heading.
7: Yeah, that's where we're heading. All right, I don't have anything else. I skipped this date in history, so I'll go back to it before we close. So what do you have?
0: I have nothing. I had Dead Ceiling, and I had Eric Adams as an idiot, and we hit both of those things.
7: See we're thinking alike there, huh My, great minds, great podcasters <laughs> think alike
0: it's It's funny to listen to a guy who's got probably a million illegals already Ill, illegal immigrants in his city say, "Yeah, we can't handle another fifty. Stop sending his buses. I'm like, literally, and everybody in New York knows this, they're Irish illegals, every illegal's from everywhere, for God's sake, there's ten million people in the city you know the, the census count is always the same yeah, there's eight there's eight million people in New York right. I'm like, people are out of your damn mind, just count the apartments,
7: but yeah, it's just the right wingers' fault though
0: it's, I you know, know whatever
7: <laughs> yikes just blame them right wingers. all the progress in this country would if if it were only uh we could eliminate forty nine point nine percent of the population like
0: I said painful. if you know persuasion I'm, I'm super glad we're that effective all right this, red, day, this this
7: red is redder and blue is bluer, my man, it's only gonna get worse, okay, so this day year I have two birthdays. The first is 1807 and the second is 1809. 1809?
0: 1809 is, uh, I know, actually, I know both of these birthdays. I believe, I'm not certain. One of them is Abraham Lincoln's and one of them is Robert E. Lee's.
7: No. Damn it. One One of them
0: is Lincoln's, right?
7: One of them is
0: Lee's. One of them is Lee's. Okay.
7: 1807, Confederate General Robert E. Lee was born in Westmoreland County, Virginia. At, this, at the family home of Stratford Hall. I, wish I was in the
0: land of cotton. Old times there are not forgotten. Can I sing this song? And Am I allowed to sing this song?
7: Look You're away, allowed to do this, America. And the, the other one is a, a, even though he was born in Massachusetts, lived in New York, he is claimed by Baltimore. Uh,
0: don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm sorry. What year is this?
7: 1809. Baltimore's ba- Baltimore claims him.
0: God Almighty! I don't know. It's, it's not. It can't be Babe Ruth. So
7: it's got to well, be. Well, that was else. the other person that Baltimore claims. Yeah, I, I mean, this one is Edgar Allan Poe. Oh,
0: okay. Yes, sir. I yeah. I could argue that he's he's more he's more a Virginia person than a Baltimore person, but I'm not going to get into that.
7: Uh, he spent a fair amount of time in Richmond. He spent a lot of time in New York, and he was born in Boston. But he
0: he went to he, the University um, of Virginia.
7: He, (laughs) go ahead. Okay. So it says after becoming involved with several women, Poe returned to Richmond in 1849 and got engaged to an old flame before the wedding. However, Poe died suddenly. Yeah. Circumstances somewhat unclear. It appears he began drinking at a party in Baltimore and disappeared only to be found incoherent in a gutter three days later.
0: I love that. I love, I gotta be honest with you. I love that first sentence after several, what? Several (laughs) relationships. After
7: becoming involved with several. Becoming
0: involved. That's a. that's a. that is an incredibly delicate and graceful way to put that.
7: All right. So the last one is in 2004 on this day, January 19th in 2004.
0: Oh boy.
7: Uh, all right. How do I give you a hint here? You, um, you,
0: you tell me that it involves Vice President Cheney.
7: No, it involved a, a a former three-term governor of Vermont. Do you know who it is? Jim Jeffords. Okay, you don't know what it who it is. So we're going to close with this pivotal moment in history. Ready? Yeah.
5: You know something. If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota
1: and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to
6: Washington, D.C. to take back the White House.
7: Ah! the scream that killed a presidential nominee
0: i don't think it was that bad i didn't think it was that bad at the time the guy (laughs) was enthusiastic
7: this was literally the first sort of viral video in politics it just it just destroyed him basically it
0: it did and for and i mean for no reason it 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 was just a moment thing right he's excited Is it bad to be excited about what you do for a living? (laughs) Good lord! Uh, Klaus Schwab probably screams like that. Scream
7: on two uh, in two thousand four, ladies and gentlemen. I feel old. Yes, and you should, because we are. And on that high note, we are out of here. Episode one sixteen is in the books.